Welcome to episode 19 of the Vegan Noobs Podcast. This week I speak with Earthling Ed and we discuss activism, ethics and intersectionality. Ed, thank you so much for coming on the Vegan Noobs Podcast this week. Thank you, Baz. Uh, a pleasure to finally get a face-to-face chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. A pleasure to be here. So. Yeah. So for those that don't know who you are, do you want to give us a little introduction about yourself? Yeah, of course. So I'm Ed. Um, I've been vegan for about 18 months um, and then in January I set up my YouTube channel um, we've kind of the aim to make educational videos and try and inspire people to go vegan, like looking at some of the, the reasons that people don't want to go vegan and exploring why that is and looking at a counter argument to try and rebut those arguments. Um, and it's been going really well, so now I've started doing a bit more activism. I go to like some protests that I wasn't doing before. Um, I do like the Earthlings experience. And I just try and get involved genuinely as much as possible with the vegan side of things. It's kind of taken over my life a lot more than I ever thought it would have done and now it really controls nearly everything I do so it kind of yeah. goes that way doesn't it like yeah it, it starts off as like a little change and you're like oh this is all I want to do all the time exactly your mindset just gets completely overwhelmed with it all and it's yeah. every day it's just vegan this vegan that and yeah it's uh but that's, it's I guess that's just kind of it. it's uh it's like, so- I, I'm a relatively new vegan so mm-hmm. it's like every day I'm like oh right okay I'm either learning something or sharing something you know just it's always in the back of my mind wanting to talk that's about it, it. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a good thing. Like I don't feel like it's a negative thing at all. Even though it's it is my entire life now, I, I feel that's very positive. And like as a person, I feel so much more evolved and and in such a better place than I was like before I went vegan. Even like six months ago to now, I've grown so much. I know this is a progression of growth that will probably carry on for the rest of my life. You know, so it's very exciting. No, it's a good thing, man. It's I think it's often it can be ignored as like a, a fad or something like that but veganism very much is a belief structure so it's it becomes the fabric of who you yeah. are so it's only normal that that's the way it goes absolutely that's right yeah it's a, so it's the biggest social justice movement i think has ever mm-hmm. existed and it's all inclusive of every creature every person every you know everything that is exploited or oppressed in society vegan covers it and tries to help bring it out of oppression so yeah it's been, man yeah absolutely 100 percent. like and that's absolutely how i see it, it is absolutely uh, it fits perfectly with intersectionalism like exactly everything yeah that's it everything yeah uh, um we'll get into that in a little bit I'm yes, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah your youtube channel that's how i came across yourself with your 30 days and 30 excuses series yeah. uh could you give us a little bit of more information about that like what sort of responses had you been getting yeah, well, the idea behind that was it was quite early on when I, just, I didn't have my channel for like maybe six weeks, and I wanted to do something that was kind of like ignite my content, would give me more subscribers and maybe get a bit more notice, so I kind of came up with this idea of like a 30-day challenge, mm. but I wanted it to be something kind of meaningful, and there's lots of like 30-day challenges, and they're kind of vlogs, and what I eat in a day, and they're really good, and they're really helpful, but I wanted to do something that had mm. been a bit different, and something I had not come across before, and I thought, well why don't I go each day and analyze an argument? Because there's plenty of arguments that we hear from meat eaters. Like, that's not a problem. I could have done it for another 60 days or something. But yeah. why not like, do uh, an argument a day and create a counter-argument? And then by the end of the 30 days, hopefully we've created a series that would not only have informed me, but anyone who watched it would be able to be educated and then really prove that at the end of the day, there is no logical argument against veganism. There is nothing that is solid. There's nothing that can't be argued against because, you know, it's... It's just it's it's so solid in its mm-hmm. convictions that it can't ever possibly be argued against, and that was really the end about it. And 
Like I've got some really good responses. It did kind of what I wanted it to do. It kind of got my channel, uh, my channel a bit more recognized. And I've received some really positive comments from people like on my Twitter, on my Facebook, and on YouTube saying, you know, thank you so much for doing this. I've showed it to my friends, my family, and it's encouraged them to go vegan. Like, Brilliant, man. Yeah, and, and that's what I wanted it to do. So it's been really successful. And, I'm, you know, I'm very pleased I did it. And, like, the, the feedback I've got about it has been is very humbling indeed. So, yeah. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you've been getting good responses. I certainly really enjoyed the series. Uh, you took like an appropriate amount of time to really pick into all these common arguments and give like a well-mannered, thorough explanation yeah. of why that's not an excuse. You know, it's so great to hear. Thank you. That's that's that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, you're a very eloquent chap. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank no, you. It's, it's often I'll I'll use it as a resource now. Like if someone says something like, "Well, how about like you know have a wee have a wee look at this, see how see how that sits with you." That's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted it to be, and so yeah, that's yeah, that's so great to hear. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. So yeah, like in terms of responses, has it all been like positive feedback, or have you found any like that typical internet aggression? Yeah. Well, in regards to the thirty days thing, it's all been positive because now that my channel's grown quite a lot since I mm. finished that. Now I'm starting to get these really um, aggressive comments. I've had people, like, I've had vegans criticizing me, telling me that I elicit the negative emotions of veganism. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love that one. Then I've had like people commenting like, oh, I enjoy bacon. Someone gave me like a comment where he, just, he reeled off all the animal products that he enjoys eating. Brilliant. It was uh, fantastic. So yeah, <laughs> I started to get these and you know, they're, they're very good. Yeah. <laughs> they're entertaining. Oh, at least. That's when you know you're starting to make it is when the negativity appears. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like, give me your hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I live off it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. No, that's good. It's like, and like the three stages of truth sort of thing is that, humiliation violent uh, oppression uh, like opposition opposition thank yeah. you oh my goodness it's too early it's like <laughs> yeah 1 p.m on a sunday and i'm not awake yet. Uh, yeah and then finally acceptance so that's yeah. right well apparently i've heard that the there's an idea that the people that use like the bacon argument stuff are the ones closest to making that connection mm. there's a final outburst that kind of little tantrum that they throw before they kind of absorb the information that we're giving to them which is an interesting idea no i i yeah, I can see that because it's it's those the ones that almost seek it out to comment on it. That's right, exactly. Yeah. So it's almost like they've been purposely looking at it in the first place. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. because like, if it's on their timeline, they're either one of their friends is a vegan or they're following a page that is about veganism. So, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to think that because I, much to my shame and embarrassment, I was like one of those trolls way back in the day. Yeah. Before I started like my my awakening for want of a better descriptor but yeah i think it is that it's just that coming to terms with it and that sort of way of you you, you reject change so yeah, yeah. yeah we've been, I, I remember telling this girl in my secondary school who was a vegetarian that she was pale and that she wasn't <laughs> healthy so you know we, <laughs> we've all been that like and it's just a product of what society tells us and then we throw that back out at people who dare to alter the status quo a little bit so yeah yeah it's uh it's, it's interesting and i think that's what like, in terms of my uh, progression to veganism it has been that very much uh, identifying the various forms of oppression and what society tells you what societal norms are and then just the yeah. i guess my systematic rejection of all those things where as soon as i start uh, understanding what that oppression is and what that yeah. does to the, the wider society and what sort of uh, norm that creates as a, uh, into the society it's, yeah. uh, it's weird it, it can be quite tiresome at times because you're now then starting to get into like all sort of 
socio-political uh, conversations and topics and it's very much the how far down the rabbit hole do you go uh, but exactly yeah, it, it opens up a whole new perception of the world that you maybe were aware of, but you never were inclined to seek out. But now you're kind of put in a position where it's it's finding you rather than you searching for it. And you're being confronted with these realities about oppression from all different angles. And you're being forced to, you know, identify with it and try and solve it from like a personal perspective. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, that that's absolutely 100% it. And it's, you're, yeah, as like a baseline you're more empathetic to all people that yeah. are being oppressed. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like I said, like veganism is relatively new to me in terms of being a vegan, but not not necessarily. Uh, I've been aware of veganism for a long time, and certainly the the, the whole animal rights movement. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's gone through total stages of yeah. uh, understanding like uh, equality rights for like. Uh, homosexual trans yeah. like geez yeah you name it and then it was the that that was kind of like my final little click of oh animals as well yeah that's right because right. i always considered myself to be like a progressive person i was always mm. like yeah man favor of rights for for everyone and then to not then extend that to animals mm. was like a hypocrisy in itself it, it's it doesn't make any sense you can't be progressive for rights if you deny rights to you know animals or creatures of any kind it's yeah paradox so yeah so what sort of in terms of how you then became vegan is, is that sort of like a similar sort of path that you took or like yeah, well, I just up why you went vegan yeah yeah for sure so i went vegetarian eight months before i went vegan um, and I went vegetarian. I had a lot of vegetarian friends at the time, um, so I was quite influenced by them. But I remember seeing like a news article, and it was this like truckload of chickens had crashed on a motorway, and these chickens had kind of escaped and were running, being hit by cars on the motorway. Wow. And I remember thinking that's horrible. Like that's such a horrible thing to happen. But then I had this realization: well, they're just taken to be slaughtered anyway. Yeah. So to them, no difference between hit by a car having their throat split. Yeah, so it would be, yeah, it'd be hypocritical of me to feel sorry for these chickens if that's what I'm paying to happen. So I went vegetarian, I didn't know anything about the dairy industry. And I had the illusion that the egg industry, if I buy free range, then I'm doing my bit. Mm. Which, you know, 90% of people have this, you know, thought pattern. And then I came across the Earthlings um, and was encouraged to watch that. And from watching that, I kind of made the decision, right, let's just go all out and go vegan. Because for a time I was like, no, I don't need to go vegan. It's not, yeah. it's not important. I'm doing my bit. I'm not paying for the death of animals. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was somehow pulling my weight and you know, it shook everything up and I realized that I was paying for a lot of slaughter, even when I was vegetarian. So then I made the full connection and went vegan. But actually, even when I went vegan, it took me a little while to like really understand why I'd done it. I knew like basically that I'd done it for the animals, but then it was after maybe eight months or so. So quite a while that I fully made that connection and was like, right, this is serious. I need to make sure that I put the time and the effort into changing the world because it's not okay to be quiet about this. I can't like, keep it to myself and worry that people are going to judge me if I speak up because I was. I'd go to like friends' barbecues or like talk to my parents or whatever and I wouldn't tell them anything. I would like keep it to myself and let them eat sausages, let them eat bacon. Yeah. But then I made that decision, well, that's not okay. Like It's not acceptable. I have to speak up. And from that moment on was when my life really started changing like eight months in so i lost that maybe 10 months ago so yeah awesome man yeah yeah it's i i think i'm kind of at that stage now where 
I recognised that my uh, silent participation in their norm uh, shows that I accept. Uh, I sorry, I not that I accept that I uh, don't oppose that. So like veganism to me is just like a baseline. That's just normal. Exactly. So silence isn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like veganism is my normal, so I'm not causing any harm. Yeah. But what am I pro? Like I'm not actively changing anything. You know. So mm-hmm. that's right. I I'm I'm now at that point where I'm like, oh crap! I really don't think I could go out and eat with people if they're yeah. going to want to eat me and contribute to suffering. So Absolutely. yeah, yeah. That, that that'll be a, a tough one for social socializing, but a bit of awkwardness for me. You know what? Is that in the grand scheme of things that important? No. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of judgment, like what's it going to do? Like nothing. There's such big issues that we have to face that we have to kind of put our egos aside and our fears aside mm-hmm. and embrace, embrace it because you know the animals are being killed the environment's being destroyed people are killing themselves without realizing and we have a responsibility because we're not blind anymore we know the truth for sure and in that position you have the responsibility to educate people because if you don't then you're betraying not just yourself but them as well so yeah oh definitely man and couldn't, i honestly couldn't agree more like yeah. it's yeah, it's uh, I, it was a video I watched, and it was uh, they were they were discussing uh, positions on racism, mm. and it was that whole I I don't identify. I'm not a racist, but uh, it's recognizing that the you not being racist, much like I just said there about my my veganism, it's like it's it's one thing to not be racist it's another to speak out against when someone is being racist or educate someone that doesn't realize that they're saying racist things exactly yeah because if you don't you're still facilitating racism you know if yeah. you don't speak out then you're you know sitting idly by and allowing it to happen and then there's the idea that makes you just as guilty as the person who's doing it if yeah. you don't stand up and speak out. yeah yeah it's, it's an inaction like you had an opportunity to do something say yeah. something yeah, like I, I fully appreciate that it's that, that can be intimidating. It's not easy to to speak up, but what's the converse of that? Not speaking up, endorsing it. Yeah, allow it to continue. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. fun things that we have to do. But <laughs> That's <it's>, right. <laughs> it, it gets easier the more you do it. That's exactly right. Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. So, how have you found that when you've been? Uh, proactively seeking out these sorts of sorts of situations with like your street interviews yeah I've seen that you've been out with like banana warrior princess and like more recently in the states yeah that's right so yes yeah, so the stuff with banana warrior princess um that was the first time i'd ever done anything like that actually oh, really I, yeah so i'd always been man you are so confident and eloquent it's unreal <laughs> oh that's very kind i appreciate that well I'd always been a bit nervous about doing it, and I'd always I'd seen like other YouTubers doing these street interviews, and I thought oh, it'd be great to do that, but like I don't think I I could. And then Banana Warrior Princess has said, you know, I'm going to be in London, do you want to do some? And and I didn't know I, this was like the first time I'd hung out with Banana Warrior Princess, so I was like, I kind of had this idea that I needed to do well, and I wanted to impress her so I could be friends with her as well. So I kind of like just got myself into it. And the first interview I did was it's not particularly like confrontational. It's not as good as the other ones, but it was like a good stepping stone. It gave me the confidence to realize that I have no issues talking with people I don't know. And then um, that was received really well when we put it up on YouTube. And so we decided to do it again. And the second one was when like I got into like some heated arguments with people. Um, and like, I find it oddly calming in a way. 
I, I like having these um, like discussions with people where it gets to be heated and I can express myself without having to worry and I know that they're going to express themselves back because it's real, it feels real. Yeah, and I know that they're being honest with me so I can be honest with them. And there's like this level of respect that I think we kind of gain for each other because I'm not tiptoeing around them. And yeah, I find it oddly calming. A lot of people you know, say, oh, you know, it's really good that you, that you do that and I'm, I would never go to do it. But for me, it just feels... It feels good to do that, and I feel like it's cathartic for me because I, every day I have this like this inner turmoil where I'm, I want to love humans, but at the same time I see everything that we do, and it makes me yeah, so yeah. upset and so angry that I have to have this like cathartic release every now and then. And going out there and like express myself to people and getting in these like discussions is a really good way for me to do that. And I feel, I, as I say, I feel like I've had like a release and I feel really calm afterwards. Yeah. And uh, and so it's just I just found out there's something that I'm kind of naturally quite good at, I think, and. Um, and I think it's a really effective form of activism. Yeah, uh, definitely, man. Plants those seeds everywhere. And like some people afterwards have been like, oh, I'm going to watch Earthlings. I'll give it a go. I'll try it out. Thank you for all the information. And you know, sometimes it's not like that. But it's all about planting those seeds. And the good thing about the street activism videos is like people on YouTube really like them. And they have their way of like being shared. Yeah. And I've had lots of non-vegans start commenting on them and, and messaging me about them. And a lot of them are, are like a negative telling me that I'm... Like a like a hippie extremist or whatever. Are <laughs> <laughs> <Like> we all? <laughs> yeah. Like, and um, but like I think at the same time it's touched a lot of non-vegans and like made them see the 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 um the illogical points of their arguments because by deconstructing an argument in front of someone it really allows them to see it. So unlike my thirty days videos where people will be watching them, but because they haven't said them out loud, they're not necessarily yeah. applying it to themselves. In this situation, they're saying it to them. And by me con making them contradict themselves, they're realizing that they are a contradiction or their morals are a contradiction. And that's really effective. And then, it, so I'm, yeah, so when I was in New York, I went to New York and was planning on having a holiday. Like, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> but uh, then, <laughs> like, but then, like, still realized that I'm still vegan even if I'm in, on holiday. But I took my camera because I was going to do some vlogs. And I thought, you know, I'll put some vlogs up on my channel. But then we came across these horses and I felt. Yeah. Jeez. I was encouraged to go up and talk about that. Um, and again, that was something I'd never done before. In this situation, I was going in really cold, like really about any knowledge because I'm not an expert on horses. I'm not an expert on horse carriages, like unlike veganism where I have like all the facts and I could, you know, argue about that forever. But when it came to horses, it was like something I don't really know about, but I was impelled to do it and I knew that it was intrinsically wrong. I didn't need to know the facts to know that these horses don't want to do that. Yeah, Why would yeah. they? They're in a city where they're breathing in, car fumes all day and there's you know they're dropping dead and then when they retired they get slaughtered mm -hmm. so like this isn't a life for horses so I had to go and say something and like I got into this the discussion with the guy is, is really crazy I mean I didn't include some of the stuff at the end because it went a bit off topic but he was getting very racist and very like uh, you know he's saying that oh you know you're like a terrorist and like, <laughs> so this really like extreme stuff that I didn't include but um Effing down, revert, revert back to your most basic instincts of exactly. being a racist prick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolute twat. So, um, so again, that was different for me, and I was a bit nervous about that. But um, it's kind of given me the confidence to know that I can do these things, and it's humbling in a sense because it's made me understand that I am only one person, but I can make a huge difference, and these animals need these people to make big differences. And even though, like, in that situation, maybe I haven't, like, changed that the person I've interviewed's mind. Like, he may be set in his ways. He's been a horse carriage owner for, like, decades or whatever. So even though I'm not changing his mind, someone might come across that and then not ride the horses in yeah. New York. 
They might see this person for what he really is. They might understand, actually, you know what? Horses don't need to pull carriages for the muscles. You know, they can survive themselves on their own. They've done it for thousands of years. Um, and, 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 and that's what it's really about. And if, if you know, over time more people make this realization, the less people ride the horses, and hopefully these people will lose their jobs. Um, and so that was, yeah, yeah. So a bit of a tangent. I know I've talked for a long time, but it's, uh, yeah, it just made that connection that it's, it's not about like, it's, it's about changing the perceptions of lots of people, not the people you'd necessarily sure. talk into. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. And like, ultimately, it, it's all very well speaking to vegans about that. But mm. yeah. like, if, if even if they're new or been a veteran vegan for geez, for however many long years, they're already the converted. They understand that that's right. that thing is wrong. So it is about reaching out to non-vegans and, right. you know. Yeah. I agree that maybe in that instance that person probably won't learn their lesson. Yeah. Uh, but they might, I don't know. That's right, but yeah. It is that highlighting like this is an injustice. Yeah. This is different. This is a this is a situation where an animal is directly affected by this choice to use it as a commodity. Yeah. And sharing that on the internet and the YouTube's a brilliant medium for uh uh, activism so really? uh, like that hopefully that'll get a lot of traction and then it is that whole like little stone that starts and tumbles snowballs and turns yeah. into something hopefully yeah that's right and um I, I think the thing about youtube is it's such a good thing it's what you said earlier just then like what is so important for every one of us who's on youtube or any, everyone who's, who's using social media is yeah. activism is that we don't like cater our content around appeasing other vegans because it's so rewarding to other vegans tell us that we're doing a good job and I've, I, I love and, I, and of course I'll make videos for my vegan followers but like you should be always making content that is looking to draw in non-vegans to the movement yeah. and I think that's what we there's so many vegan YouTubers that just make videos about their lives and about what they're doing and and I just think we need to be more focused because that's fine and that works, but we need to really like come together as a community and be targeting people, not looking to appease each other. Yeah, uh, yeah and that's something I feel quite strongly about, actually, because I, 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 one of the reasons I wanted to go on YouTube was because I was watching vegan YouTube and they really inspired me. Um, but since becoming a YouTuber, it's really emphasized to me how important it is. So like, people like the vegan activists who are making videos how to go vegan, what foods to eat. These are such good videos because I don't need those videos myself because I am vegan. But there are millions, billions... I can share the shit out of them. Exactly, <laughs> I, exactly. I could share them all around. And the amount of times I've used those videos to share to people, and they've been like, oh, great, thank you so much for this. I'll, I'll look into veganism and stuff because of that. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to do as well. But yeah, it's something I feel quite strongly about, yeah. No, right on, man. Uh, I think... Like as much as like, it's good that the normalization happens of like that whole day in the life of here's what I eat, yeah, that absolutely has its place, absolutely, uh, and that's appropriate for certain uh, types of people that are needing that little like homely sort of oh but I want to make this and oh the family loves that. Sometimes that is like the little like linchpin of the last sort of straw before they change to plant based eating. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. But if anyone's anything like me. I needed Jurovsky, I needed Earthlings, yeah. and it just kind of, because I went veg uh, originally as well, to mm-hmm. for all the reasons I went vegan, Yeah. but then yeah. I looked into dairy, and I was like, fucking hell, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it, it's worse than anything, if we're going to measure, uh, sorry, rate suffering, like dairy is fucking the worst, Yeah. but uh, yeah, so I need, I, I, I 
recognise people need different types of activism. They need information in different ways. Yeah. So I, I don't criticise other people's forms of activism just on the basis of if you know how to do it better, show me. Yeah. And people like yourself, you're doing that. And that's awesome, dude. Uh, one thing I don't like about the vegan YouTube scene is like a lot of like self-criticism. Uh-huh. There's a lot of like faux drama that's created that we I think could really be avoided. Yeah. Uh, and as much as sometimes it can be constructive, I think it, it puts like a, quite a negative light on yeah. like the community as a whole. Yeah. But it's- again, that works for some people. So I, I don't really know if I'm in a place to criticize. But personally, for me, I do I don't I don't rate it. Yeah, there's this weird like conflicts and niggles we get, and I I I'm totally in agreement with you. But I was like, there's it's so detrimental to the movement. Like I don't need like these people talking about each other and what they've done and if they're rot or for or if they're high carb low fat. I don't care about that stuff. Like and, and neither should they really. And because that is just a vegan drama and that isn't really pulling anyone in. Um and yeah and I'm <laughs> like something that really knocks me about like social media is when vegans who are who 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 say they're vegan, then <laughs> criticise other vegans that do stuff. And like I've heard this, and it really annoys me. Like I don't like the way you're doing this. Perhaps you should do it this way. And I'm like, well, if you if you think that that's way is better, then by all means, please go out there, do some interviews, set up your own Twitter, set up your own YouTube, do whatever as you want to do, and show me. And maybe then I'll realise, or maybe we'll just go. It's good to have two opposing ideas, but like. I absolutely hate it when these vegans are like, oh, you're bullying. Like, it's not bullying to tell someone that eating meat is immoral. It's bullying to the animals and to starving children to think that you have the right to buy bacon. That's bullying, not saying, oh, by the way, can you please go up dairy and eggs because it's really bad for the environment and really bad for the animals. And that, I hate it when you have these, like, these weird, like, vegans that are, like, somewhere on the spectrum that are validating meat eaters' opinions and invalidating, like, actual hard-working vegans and like totally. because telling meat eaters that what they're doing is acceptable you know you're saying well if i was a meat eater and vegans were telling me that i was, was acceptable that made me incredibly comfort comfortable yeah. sorry like i'd have been like oh well if the vegans are happy with it then it's fine for me to do totally. that and that is so yeah that i, I get angry about it because it really annoys me Hopefully it, so though man it's 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 so stifling yeah you're, you're almost under you're undoing what could have been uh, someone starting to transition is like, all oh, right, okay, so this person that identifies as a vegan, and I know vegans to be like up in the higher sort of echelons of uh, morality and ethics. Yeah. So they're saying that's okay. All right, I'm I'm doing enough. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, no. Quite <laughs> near enough. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, recently, oh, I say recently. Jeez, it was back in start of the year we, we we did an earthlings experience in edinburgh and like the initial resistance to it was uh, it was small but there was a couple of quite vocal people going oh no you're gonna you're gonna offend people like don't care yeah exactly this yeah <laughs> it's not the point we're not here to scare people but people either that sometimes are willfully ignorant but sometimes they just don't know yeah that's right and unless you're prepared to take that to them yeah and I found the Earthlings to be a really positive experience. Like, it yeah. seems odd because you're all like in a space with white masks and holding signs and screens, but it's so peaceful. Yeah. And that yeah. sort of and it's the type of action where, as much as leafleting is excellent, but you're interfering with people's days. Like you're you're in, you're getting in front of them, giving them something. Yeah. Whereas if you're just uh, arranged in a space uh, doing the Earthlings, people are coming to you. 
Mm-hmm. So it's that positive association of, oh, well, I've chosen to walk in and see what this is all about. Yeah, that's right. And like we, cause we were doing it last night and we were doing it in front of a Burger King, which is quite an effective way of doing it. Because like, you're forcing people who are going to walk in to see what's happening. And like, it's, there's a lot of apathy and ignorance. And even when we were doing it last night, I could hear people like saying, oh, I don't want to see that. And then they're yeah. walking to Burger King. And, but for a lot of people, they were stopping and they were watching. And what's so good about it is you're forcing people to confront the reality of the, where the food comes from, but in a very non-invasive way because you're depersonalized and you're not speaking, you're not actually imposing yourself. Yeah. And when they stop to watch, they do that voluntarily. Yeah. And it's kind of that curious side of people who I think people do always want to learn. I think that's part of human Definitely. nature. always want to learn. So when you see something that is interesting or sparks that curiosity, you want to naturally stop and, and learn. And the, uh, the Earth's experience is so good at utilizing and exploiting that part of like the human psyche to like, and it works so wonderfully. I think it's probably the best like form of activism that we have currently for like on the street and getting people because just from one night alone we handed out so much information, talked to so many different people and planted so many seeds. And, and, and even when people just walk past and glance, and even if they say, I don't want to watch that, mm-hmm. they've seen it, and it's in there, and they've yeah. been forced to confront it in whatever small way, and you don't know where that's going to go next. Like, maybe when they eat later on, they're going to think, oh, hang on, I saw the chicken being killed earlier, yeah. and they feel guilty about it. So you, even if they don't have, like, an abrupt reaction or a positive reaction at the time, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And, totally, man. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. It's so it's so good that it's happening all over the world now. And, yeah, man. Yeah, it's amazing. No, it's yeah. good. It's Again, I'm a relatively new vegan, but I, th- I think that sort of uh, the popularism of veganism's changed yeah. massively. It's in the mainstream all the time. Absolutely. Not so great recently because we're getting a lot of uh, anti-vegan publicity, like particularly the yeah. the climber that yeah. uh, died on top, uh, trying to reach the summit of Everest, mm-hmm. uh, was all over the news. Yeah. Uh, because a vegan couldn't do it. Yeah. And uh, that and that's. Obviously, diet is is completely irrelevant in terms yeah. of the cause of death. Yeah, but no one talked about the day before when the the get the the other vegan made it to the top. That's exactly right, because one did make it to the top, and then also on the same day, a meat eater died doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like yeah. uh, five other people died. Yeah, I was like, man, but it, like, uh, it's, yeah. it's just it can be a little bit infuriating. And in, in it that. can, but what we have to understand is that there's a reason we get all this bad publicity now is because we're making a difference. Like before yeah. we went at Fred, the reason they didn't put any stuff out there was because they didn't need to. Yeah. But now that the dairy farmers are going out of business, the pig farmers are going out of business and the sales of meat and dairy are plummeting, well, they have to react in a certain way. So when I see these articles, they make me angry when they have this, yeah. this nonsense science about dairy being good for your heart. But at the same time, I look and go, that is, there's a reason they're doing that and it's positive. For sure, know? man. Well, that's their, their negative reaction to the change that's happening. Yeah, and that's, and that's that's the sort of solace I find as well. It's that whole that's really fucking annoying. Oh wait, it's because we're starting to get there. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Cool. It's the only way to stay sane in all this crap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll be a video I'll put out at some at some point. It's like, how do you say stay sane? <laughs> and amongst all this crazy. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's it is hilarious, and it is like, and that's. A tactic that I recognised from like sort of like, my background, air quotes, yeah. uh, of like counterculture. So I've always been. Oh, I don't really. I want to call myself an anarchist, but I, yeah. I I'm not because, well, I am a little anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> I recognise that uh, appropriation of. Uh, not appropriation. Oh my goodness! Use your words, Barry. <laughs> 
that reaction from the mainstream of going from humiliating something and not taking it seriously to start attacking it with various like faux information or well marketed terms and whatnot. So veganism is very much in that situation right now where we used to be the skinny hippies that just yeah. tr hug trees and now we're like, oh, right, shit, we need to take them seriously. Uh, right, let's yeah. attack them in the media. Sorry. That's right, yeah. Well, if we look at the arc of veganism, and it, it started off as like being like hippies and like tree huggers and like peace and stuff. And then there, there seems to be like a moment in time where vegans got sick of that label and so we can react differently. And then the animal liberation front came along and we started breaking like animals out of fur farms and destroying like laboratories and stuff. For sure. And so we wanted to shift this focus because now we're seeing like angry vegans. That's it, yeah. And we've completely changed the dynamic of how people view us. We're no longer like hippie tree huggers, we're these angry, like don't take no shit type of people. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 and, and then, and the media's obviously reflected that the main painting us in this light, like, we're not nice people, oh, you want compassion and love, but you're horrible people, and you, you know, you don't care about anyone else about yourselves. So. You're extreme non-violence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. And, like, one I'll often come across is people, like, all right, okay, I get that you care about animals, but why don't you care about humans that are, like, starving and things like that? Granted, <laughs> this comes from people that don't give a shit about anyone else. Exactly, yeah. But I'm like, well, no. Veganism is that as well. Yeah. Humans are animals. Yeah, that's right. Like, I know a lot of the focus can be on food, and that's important because like 90% of the animals that are exploited come from the animal agriculture. Yeah. But there's all sorts of uh, aspects and layers that come into that sort of vegan mentality, that, that inclusiveness and recognition of oppression. Yeah. So it's, it's not a case of... Uh, saying one person's suffering is more important than another's, it's more it's recognizing that all suffering is bad, all and yeah. and recognizing and fixing that is important. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, that's what veganism is. Yeah, and what that's is that's exactly right. And what annoys me is when people who aren't vegan say, "The guy I saw the other day tell me, oh, but you don't care about the the abused migrant workers that have to pick fruits and vegetables." And I was like, "I know, I I I do care, which is why I make active choices to try and buy." Sure. Like, locally sourced produce but at the same time if you care so much you're paying for for the abuse of migrant workers in animal agriculture the abuse of migrant workers in you know plantations totally. and vegetable, like farms as well you're paying for the abuse of everyone so to criticize me and say oh, well you're still paying for some abuse but you're paying for all abuse yeah exactly like that's what really annoys me about some people like oh yeah you can't you can't like avoid um like damaging the environment somewhat if you drive a car or like, yeah use like electricity I'm like yeah but the point is I've reduced how much I damage the environment by such a massive scale it's not like all or nothing I'm it's trying like, what are you doing exactly like yeah, show me what perfect. you're doing yeah and donating three pounds to Oxfam doesn't count as humanitarian work you know and that's what people have this mentality of I'm such an activist I go on children in need every year and donate five pounds Exactly, yeah. If the Coronation Street special is any good, anyway. Oh, that's well, it. geez, I've got to be that first. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll donate £3 or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, the, yes, like that's uh, that's a, that's one of my biggest frustrations. It's that, oh, yeah. grr. So yeah, this yeah, is yeah. why I've started videoing the podcast so people can see me go grr. Yeah, grr. <laughs> which will mean nothing to people listening to it, but whatever. <laughs> So what else did you get up to in the States? Was it just a little breakaway with the occasional bit of uh, interviews? or? Yeah. Fact, we didn't so, even talk about Batman and Joker. Oh, yeah. Like okay. the best video. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Like, so the Batman and Joker, so I've got like a message coming through. So it's, uh, That's okay. Uh, 
Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Batman and Joker one, that was that was a really interesting one. Um, so I've been doing this interview with the Joker about the Earthlings that he'd watched, and all of a sudden like, I could hear behind me this guy having this really intense argument with one of the people with the computers. And I was like, in the background, I was like, I've got to... I've got to make sure that I get to interview him. So when he starts to walk off, so I'm like, come on, Batman, let's have a chat. And he's so irate. Like, and it's, I understood what he was doing because it's something that I used to do. I used to see um, footage of slaughterhouses, and my reaction would be to get so angry, I'd just lash out at anyone who was yeah. there. And, and instead, of getting, instead of focusing my anger on, on the issue at hand, I'd, I'd just get angry at whoever showed it to me. And that's exactly what he did. So I understood where he was coming from because I saw that sort of behavior myself. And then, like, I always wanted to get someone who was like uber religious oh, to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I just there's something about that that I, just, I find so wonderful. Like it's so misguided, and like being in America, of course, I was going to get this person who was like like an evangelical like Christian. And I was dressed as Batman. Oh, exactly. It could be even better. Could I've got Batman, a social like warrior, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like everything he stands for. So. And anyway, and it was this situation again where I was talking about earlier where he was very irate and he was very angry and he was very like shouty. So I knew that if I responded accordingly, I'd get that level of respect to him. So like by imposing my dominance and not feeling vulnerable to him, it allowed this conversation to open up where he started to listen to what I was saying because he respected me. And at the same time, I was allowing him to talk. And there was so many like um, mistakes in his argument that it was so easy to start to pick apart and, yeah, yeah. and over time to see and what I think is really wonderful about that video is that as it progresses you start to see the shift in how he acts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's a couple of moments where he, he, he gets lost for words and he's smiling at me and he and there's this genuine human connection that I got with him where I, even though like I didn't really like the guy he had some views that I really disliked not just about animals but about people and but I found that I, I really responded to him and in in, in and he also really responded to me. And so by the end of this video, we've got to this conclusion where he's going to watch Earthlings. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's, he's going to think about what I've said because he's realized that God actually doesn't want us to destroy the, the planet. God doesn't want us to kill the animals in the way that we're doing it. Sure. And yeah. God doesn't want us to kill ourselves with cancer and diabetes. And yeah, that was, that was a really good experience. And like I said, he had this argument with this girl beforehand. Um, and I kind of just wanted to get him on because I thought it'd be good for the video and for the views. But um to get to this point at the end where he was like that was it really made me feel so um pleased and really humbled by the importance of what it is that we're doing and how this person who woke up that day put his batman costume on to make some money from tips who doesn't live a life of privilege was and was close-minded still allowed this this kind of uh view this um other worldview that he'd never come across before to have an impact on him and he'd opened his eyes to it and was going to watch Earthlings and it just proved to me that anyone can change, anyone can listen and even if at the beginning you're angry and you you know, hate everyone who's showed this footage and you still have that ability to change and sometimes you just need someone to stand up to you because I, I, I was, like what you were saying, I couldn't have someone like hold my hand and like pull me into veganism going, oh do it at your own pace, you know, do what you can, I needed someone to tell me no, you need to do it. Yeah, yeah, this is why, and he responded to that quite well. No, definitely, yeah. man. No, it's a like the couple analogies that you used during that. Not to go total spoilers. If you haven't watched this video <laughs> and you're listening to this right now, please go watch it. I'll it'll be linked. But it was the analogy of like the Jesus, the devil, and a chicken's in the room. Yeah, who yeah. kills the chicken? Yeah, and I was like. Boom! It's a surefire one. And, but I always think about these straight interviews. Is there's, 
it's, it's such an easy way to get around people. Everyone disagrees with animal cruelty. No one likes animal cruelty. So that's the first thing you go down. And then you establish, is killing an animal for no necessary reason immoral? And everyone will always say yes. And then you can establish, well, do you need to eat meat to survive? And the answer is obviously no. So with those three questions there, you form an argument that contradicts them. Because you can say, if we don't need to eat meat to survive, then yeah. therefore yeah. killing animals for meat is immoral. Yeah. And yeah. they can't argue with that. And that argument alone is has really caused so many people. I did it with the hunter as well in a different video because he was a hunter and he liked to hunt deer and I gave him this argument and he was like, yeah, you've got me. Um, because that there is no way to get The group of three guys, wasn't it? Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I think he's like, oh shit or something like that. Because, and then he says at the end, he'll give it a go. I'll try it out. And this is a hunter. So yeah, that, I think that, that for me, that's like the, the key to the interviews is this, these three questions. Yeah. Like yeah. always works for so me. So that's the magic formula. Excellent. I, yeah. No, I, I would love to build up to doing that sort of entree activism like that as well. Uh, I can yeah. I can see the effectiveness of it. Yeah. And it is that recognizing that people don't often seek out this sort of information. I would mm -hmm. say confrontation, but in the t in the the descriptive sense, not in the fact that it is a confrontation. That whole the need someone to bring up the subject to discuss it because yeah. like, every time I watch like. Uh, videos that you do, the videos from Banana Warrior Princess Emma, it's always the, oh, I've never thought about this kind of thing before, and yeah. like, and that's, right. that's why it's important. Yeah, that's it. Because they're not here to ruin your day. We don't want to put you off your. Well, we do want to put you off your burger, <laughs> but you can go get an awesome vegan burger. Especially yeah. if you're in London, you have loads of options. Very so jealous. So no, it's good because it is. It's putting that little seed in that they had. They'd never given themselves that sort of. Yeah. time that mental capacity to really start thinking about yeah that's absolutely right yeah no awesome man so what's next for you what's what's the grand plan yeah so i'm going to focus i'm just going to keep doing the youtube and um that's kind of my main plan i'm gonna so the earth is experience is happening every week now well it's always happened every week but now they're doing it every week um, in two locations in london awesome. so it's happening on the train and happening leicester square so like i'm gonna go every week to do that so so I'll get some street interviews done every week and I think that's really important and then keep doing the videos. So I'm doing a series at the moment about clothing, which is taking a backseat while I've been doing the New York stuff. Right. But I've got that to finish. And then I've got a couple more series to think about. There's a couple of ideas that I have like worming around that I need to solidify and get done and, and, sure. and work out like to do with um, copyright issues and if I can use certain footage. Right, okay. Um, so some, some exciting stuff I want to do. Um, which I won't say too much about now because it's not for sure that I'm going to do them and I don't want to give it away, but um, I've got a lot of stuff I want to do, yeah. So it's going to be more of the same and hopefully like, get a bit more advanced because I think as my channel's grown, the, as of everyone's channel, the quality of the content goes up, the quality sure. of the editing goes up. So like, I've been holding off doing some stuff just until I get to the quality or the, the skill level that I want to be at before I start sure. doing it. Yeah. yeah, it's like, this is a great idea. But I yeah. need like another couple of months just to kind of exactly to get right the way I want to do it. That's absolutely right. I can appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, yeah. awesome. I'm excited to see what else is coming. Uh, your content's excellent thus far. Thank so. you so much. Yeah, that's very kind. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, you're vegan now. What's the what was the one sort of bit of advice that you were given as a vegan or on the run up to going vegan that kind of has helped you the most? <laughs> That's a really good question. One piece of advice. 
You can say two if it's easier. Yeah, advice. I don't know. I think I don't know about advice, but um, it was making it was having that link that equality can never be taken too far. Like yeah. there is no end point to equality, and 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 that's the most important thing that I've realised in. And there is no end point to equality. There's, there's no that you don't ever reach a point where you say, "Okay, we've done enough." Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, we live in a world where some someone or some creature is always going to be oppressed or looked down upon. So, like, sure, be a feminist. Sure, like, be for black rights, for trans rights, for for LGBT rights. Of course, you should be, but don't end there because that's not where the oppression ends. Push your equality further. Open up your heart and allow the empathy to to come in from everywhere. Because when you do, like. The world can be a horrible place, like that's what I've realized from doing this. The world is a horrible place, but it's also an incredibly beautiful place. For sure. And yeah. Vegan has created this conflict in, in me where I, 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 I have so much like anger, but I have so much like more love now than I did. And, it's, and yeah, for a long time, I was having problems focusing my attention towards the love, and I was getting very hung up on the anger. And, and that happened for a long time, like I don't know, a few months ago, whatever. I managed to kind of flip that and I allowed myself to allow the more love side to come through. But it's still a conflict that we have. And so I guess I guess it's not advice that I've heard, but advice for people who have gone vegan for me would be to don't get too hung up on the anger because it can be so easy to allow that apathy to overwhelm you when you first go vegan and try and focus on the positive. Now don't don't be blind to what's going on. That's yeah. it's so important. Don't be blind and don't shut off what's going on and be afraid to watch it or be afraid to show it. But at the same time, don't let it overwhelm you because that's a dark road to go down. And I see so many vegans, I, and I and I look to so much inspiration, and I can see that this like this darkness has kind of consumed them. For sure, and, and that can be very treacherous. And that is another thing that can maybe put other like potential vegans off. And it's about finding that balance of like being open and being aware, but also like find some vegan friends, like. Talk to people online if you don't live in a, in a community with vegans. So keep that kind of dialogue open with people who share your values, and then you then then you can avoid that. Because if you don't, then like it can be very dangerous. I think for your mentality and your mental yeah. health. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really profound. Yeah, I, I think I, I recognise that in myself. Like uh, the anger is easy to come. Uh, certainly in the early days of veganism, where you're learning about all that oppression, all this injustice. Yes, but I think there does come a point where you're like right. I need to do something about this mm -hmm. and it's at that point I think you need to recognize of getting angry is fine but be constructive and turn that yeah. anger into something positive because this exactly. is the last thing the, the movement needs and certainly the animals in the world needs is someone that could have been a, a force for positive change get total burnt out and spiral into negativity yeah yeah so. yeah a channel that anger I kind of I, that's like the main reason for my YouTube and stuff was it was a way to like voice myself and channel that I did a video but one of my first videos like why are vegans angry which is one of the most like, viewed videos because it just it just touches something in vegans that we all feel that anger and I made that video like it was completely spontaneous I just I'd seen something somewhere and I was fuming about it and I was like I can't sit with this I've got to get it out so I put this video together just explain and like it's so good to hear like other people saying like this is how I feel all the time it really helps me yeah, so it's about finding someone to direct it. Maybe you're a writer, maybe you're a musician. You don't have to be on YouTube. Like I think that's another thing that's really important. Your activism doesn't have to be making videos. It doesn't have to be go up to people in the street confronting them. Like, like I had a, someone message me the other day saying, 
um, you're on the front lines doing all the hard work and all I can do is wear a t-shirt. And I said, don't, don't oh. ever validate <laughs> what you're doing. Everything you do, even if it's just going out and wearing a t-shirt, is making a positive change. So you don't have to go up to people and say, you shouldn't eat meat and, and, and get into discussions or confront people that are abusing animals. You just need to do everything that you can. And some days, most days for me, I'm not doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. at home eating a vegan diet and, and, and that is pulling my weight in because I know that I'm doing activism as well. So don't ever invalidate what you're doing because everything that people do is important. And yeah, that's another piece of advice that I would give. Like, don't feel overwhelmed. Don't have to have a YouTube channel. Do work to your strengths. If you're a musician, write songs. If you're a poet, write poems. Do a blog, you know, or or just educate your family. Just do whatever it is you can. Don't be overwhelmed by what other people are doing. No, exactly. Don't use other people as a measure. You know, you do something and at least try. Exactly. Just try and like, don't 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 think like I did for a long time that being vegan is enough. Like, get a T-shirt. Like, write Facebook statuses. Post stuff on Instagram. Do sure. do something, but don't invalidate what it is that you do. Like, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Because yeah. that that builds that sort of snowballs again to use the same analogy. That whole you'd start doing something and then it becomes, I don't know, something else. It yeah. Certainly, it, it never dwindles. It always becomes something bigger. You don't know where you're going to end up. I started off by just wearing T-shirts. Um, and like there was a time where I was like, oh, I don't want to post anything on my, my Twitter. I don't want to get into arguments on Twitter. I don't want to do that. But now, I, like, now I'm at that point. Now I'm going out and doing that. And now I'm not afraid to write tweets because some meaties might criticize me. So at the, at the point, at the moment, you might be scared to do that. But just start off doing stuff and you have no idea where it's going to take you because you, you might end up being someone who goes into university and just lectures to someone in a few years' time. You don't know that. So don't do yourself a disservice by hiding away. You know? Exactly, man. That's awesome. Well, Ed, mm. thank you so much for taking a bit of time out on your Sunday to have a chat with me. No, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been lovely. I really enjoyed it. Thanks again to Ed for coming on the Vegan Noobs podcast. To find out more about Ed, check the description below. And as always, you can find the Vegan Noobs on Twitter and Instagram at Vegan Noobs. And you can catch us on Facebook.com slash Vegan Noobs.